welcome to the Odd, Cu- Odd Couple Podcast. A uh, long time coming. Finally, we're uh, we're both here. Me and uh, my name is Peter Lucas, and uh, this is Nate. Nate there, and uh, two completely different personalities uh, on the same <laughs> podcast. Two, uh, it's Hatfield and McCoys, uh, and uh, we got a huge matchup. Obviously, it's NFC Championship Week, and uh, 49ers versus Rams, and we're going to talk a little bit about about the matchups and what we're going to see from each team. Nobody knows each, both of these teams more than uh, than me and Nate. So, uh, <laughs> Nate, how confident are you in your team? <laughs> um, well, six in a row doesn't make me make me want to, you know, run around talking smack by any means. Um, look, I I know what they have to do. But can they do it? I mean, really, it's 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 just that simple. I mean, you know, it's it's really interesting because when you when you watch the Rams play the 49ers, McVay seems to get in this idea that he needs to like crack skulls with you guys. Instead of doing all the misdirection and the jet sweeps and all the things that's made him who he is, he has like this weird ego thing with Shanny, I guess, where he feels the need to try to like play your game and dude it doesn't work and and we're seeing it happen again and again and again you know early on when when they first both first got hired we owned you guys you guys were all banged up and you had no identity and McVeigh was pretty quick to to establish an identity of what the Rams were going to be and then you guys had that one year where you just blew up and ever since that point he's just had the number regardless of how good you've been or how banged up you've been He's just had the Rams number and it's just about physicality. That's all that this whole game's gonna come out of physicality. End of story. For if sure. the if the Rams can keep you off balance, if they can find a way to negate that front four of yours, then if if they can put four quarters together like the first half of our last game, then we got a chance to go to the dance. But yeah. if they try to get into a pissing contest with you and try to to do this blow for blow thing. Uh, you're going to be playing a Super Bowl in our home stadium. Yeah, I, I really believe that this this game is really, like you said, it's going to come down to physicality. But, I mean, I, I think that McVay, the biggest thing is he needs to do, he's going to have to do something different. Uh, I, I would say the thing that uh, when we play the Seahawks, we play the Seahawks twice a year, and what, what, uh, what Pete Carroll does quite frequently against us that – works really well is he uh he just everything nothing is off the table anything can come out right. and uh, there is right. nothing that uh there is just even if they're not the more physical team he always does something that surprises like a fake fake uh punt fake uh like a hits well their special teams were just better than ours but but the reality is is what is McVeigh going to do differently in this game that Shani's not expecting. And uh, I think the biggest, the biggest issue in the beginning for Shani against McVeigh was that he had no players. I mean, he had no players. There's a, yeah, you guys, yeah. You guys had to get caught up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, it now. I think, I feel like we have such good skill players on, uh, on offense. And then D'Amico Ryan's, our defensive coordinator is just, I mean, I, I can't be, I thought Salah was was solid. I thought he was really good. Uh, and it 
but D'Amico is just on another level. And I mean, to hold the Packers down to 10 points, I don't care what the weather was uh, in their house. That was a huge, that was a huge, uh, like a statement, I think for D'Amico and we know he's going to get a head coaching job. So, uh, but for yeah, sure. that's really, for sure. I, I'm very confident in the 49ers and their physicality is going to be there. The question is, is can we do it three times in a row? And is McVay, uh, going to show anything us anything different? I have a feeling he is. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be can we adjust? And I think the answer is yes. I think D'Amico is shown that he's very good at, at adjusting to whatever the offense is doing. So uh, I'm stoked for that. But how do you think that the QB matchup is gonna is gonna go? Jimmy G versus Stat versus your oh new boy, here we go, Matt Stafford. Well. You 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 long know my opinion of of uh, your boy Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's about the seventeenth ninth somewhere between seventeen and twenty in ranking of actual quarterback talent in the NFL. But you know, again, it's if he's if they can protect him, if they can make the game functional around him, he can do he can do what he's got to do. You know, but we all know he's going to make the mistake. It's going to come. It's just a question of how much it's going to cost you. Stafford, uh, it's it's Jekyll and Hyde. This is a guy that can come out and hang four hundred and four touchdowns on you like he's drinking Gatorade, and he can also throw two pick sixes in a quarter. So, I mean, I, I uh, trying to predict what Matt Stafford's going to do. We know what we're going to get with Jimmy G. You already know what you're going to get. Like it, it's a guarantee. The Niners, it's like playing Nebraska in the old days. This is exactly what we're going to do. Stop it. Yep. Nothing For pretty sure. is going to come. We're just going to beat you and beat you and grind you and grind you. And if you got enough to hang four quarters, then maybe you got us. But if you don't, uh oh. The yeah. Rams, on the other hand, you know, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I'm two of the last three weeks. We've just melted in the second half, just flat melted. And and the scarier thing was is the Bucks didn't do anything special. Like I know what you did. That that game at Tampa, uh, you couldn't find a reason why that happened. They literally just mentally shut down and almost handed the game away, you know. And and I, uh, McVeigh's big his number one beef that everybody says about him is McVeigh cannot adjust. Yeah, the game plan is the game plan is the game plan. And what makes Belichick so great is yeah, you'll play a half with him, and then he'll come out in the second half. And have an entirely new thing to wreck your day. Yeah. McVeigh has his plan in the first quarter. It's the same plan in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, that's not championship football. You know, that, that can be playoff football. You know, making the playoffs is one thing. A lot of teams make the playoffs, especially now. It's a huge field. But what are you going to do when you get there? You know, how are you going to get that next level? How are you going to get, you know, when you get down to that final four, how are you going to take that next step? You know, and I mean, really, he hasn't done it. I mean, yeah, the game with New Orleans, we all know what happened. I mean, you know, they they hung with him. But I mean, in the end, it was really, you know, some bad refereeing that really deflated New Orleans and the Rams took advantage, you know. But I, I just, I want to sit here and try to give you some sort of like great strategic thing to beat you. 
because <laughs> I've really been thinking about this this whole time before we did this. And there, there's nothing like we. It's it's a simple matchup. We know what it is. We know what it's you're going to be a fight. It's, it's all going to. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like it, it's not a complicated matchup. It's really not. It's not like we're you know dealing with some you know two high tech offenses that are going to that are going to go wild. It's just you know what you are. We know what we are. And and. I, I, I guess for the Rams to win this game, he's going to have to get in to the jet sweeps. He's going to have to get into the fakes. He's going to have to get into the double reverses. He's got to find a way to keep you guys back and not forward. And that's, you know, if he's going to try to line up acres and run power eye at you and, and, and just play this simple game, the Rams are going to lose period. End of story. Yeah, and uh, I mean, as far yeah, as far as the QBs go, like I mean, Jimmy, we know what Jimmy is. Like, uh, I'm not gonna disparage him for all the world <laughs> for all the world to see. I mean, he's he's not he's not good. He's but but that uh, he's average. How how he just has this way of just somehow doing just enough, <laughs> just enough. To not kill you and uh, just enough to, but when he is on and he gets those guys the ball in space, it's a it's a beautiful thing because they always he always gets them in a position to get ridiculous amounts of yards after the carry. But right. if that ball, if he throws that ball, but uh, like if it comes off his hand, any kind of funny, it's either going to be a pick or it's going to bounce off of somebody's head. And it's uh, it's just usually a bad thing for for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But I really think that if they can hold him to if he can if Jimmy can just stay away from two picks, if he can just if he can just stick to one in this game, I think we'll be okay. Um, but yeah, as long as he can stay away from multiple interceptions and a fumble and that kind of stuff, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I worry about the same thing you were just talking about as far as uh, Matt Stafford, that you don't know which one you're going to get in. But I think that the the biggest the biggest issue is every quarterback in, that I've watched play us this season has done the same thing. They they uh, we shut down their run game, so then they try to press with the pass. Then we shut down. Then D'Amico shuts the pass down, and then they default to just chucking the ball up to uh to try and uh, get the pi mm-hmm. right it's uh i think if he does that this week it's going it's going to bite him cuz i think they, sure. they showed last last uh, time we played you guys that that uh that Avery Thomas the, our rookie who was not playing well in the beginning of the season he couldn't even get on the field in the beginning of the season uh but he's solid he's solid over there and yeah, uh, he's grown yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, Eman, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley on the other side, he's nice. And then we got two really good safeties that still nobody knows their names. So it's uh, in Jimmy Ward and uh, Jaquaski Tart. So it's it's going to be – and then our linebackers, everybody knows our, our linebacker, our main guy, Fred Warner. But I, I just think that it's going to come – Matt Stafford, is, the key to him is the fact that we – we are going to rush four with the very occasional blitz. And even the blitz is only probably going to be one guy. And uh, I, saw a, yeah, I, said, I saw a stat today that said 
uh, that that we only we only blitz up to like like 19 percent of our defensive snaps. And mm-hmm. most teams blitz about 30 plus percent against Stafford. And that's really when he goes off. If you can just rush four against him, he doesn't do as well. And I, I really think that that's what it's going to come down to. If we can just stay in our uh, rushing four and D'Amico coming up with those with those stunts and twists on the defensive line to get uh, to get our guys against your bad linemen, like uh, it'll be. I think it's going to be. Uh, it it might be a rough day for Mr. Stafford, but who are the good linemen? <laughs> well, I mean, is Wit is uh, what's his name? What's your left tackle's name? Uh, Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth yeah. this is year, is the, it's catching him. So this is the, I was just talking about this with another buddy of mine the other day. Whitworth has not been good this year. He's 40 years old, dude. I mean, it's yeah. time. And I mean, you know, God bless the guy for, for playing at a Pro Bowl level even last year at that age. Yeah. But this year, I mean, our game, if you broke down our last game, he was getting thrown around the field. And I mean, uh, you guys got Stafford five times, and I'm telling you right now, Stafford escaped five more at least with throwaways and stepaways. You could have had 10 sacks in that game. Easy. Easy. And that was, that, like you said, not even blitzing. That was four guys on five. Yeah. Just so pitching the Rams offensive lineman around. But again, this is what happens when you trade away all of your draft picks, Pete, <laughs> and you get five superstars on your team. This is what happens. You have no depth. The Rams' entire offensive line, there's not a first-round pick besides the 40-year-old on that line. There's only one second-round pick on that line. That's Havelstein. He's been a liability his entire career. Allen was a fifth or sixth-round pick. Edwards, I think, was a sixth-round pick or maybe even a free agent. You know, I mean, it's just a, a, a patchwork line, and they've, again, this is why they have to have the misdirection and, and keeping you off your heels because they can't, they can't just come at you. They can't do it. They don't have the team to do it. And, and, you know, skill wise, I mean, cup, obviously the guy's a freak show. He can get open on anybody, anytime, anywhere. Um, OBJ has found a little life. He's not woods, but he seems to be finding a little niche. Um, Jefferson's a nice three. Higby has moments where he looks like a tight end one. And then there's times where he looks like there should be somebody else. Um, Akers, well, he got very sloppy with the ball last week. You know, I definitely love that kid. But again, if there's no holes, yeah, it's not going to much matter who you got back there. You can put Barry Sanders back there with no holes. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like <laughs> I, I very much doubt that that you guys are going to run the ball on the 49ers. Like, uh, no. we have shut down pretty much every running game that's gone against no. us since like week ten. So right. it's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, but they they're gonna have to do it just for a change of pace, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So it's well, uh, that's what I mean with the jet sweeps. Like, just kind of get creative yeah. with it. Throw some, throw Something. some pitches. Try to get the ball outside. Right. There's got to be, they got to find a way to get you guys not downhill. You yeah. know, I mean, the secondary matchups really that favors us. If we have the time, we have better skill plot. I like our skill players to your secondary, but it doesn't matter. If Stafford's getting beat up and thrown off his back foot all day, that's going to make your guys look better. Yeah. You know, I mean, and 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 that's that's the key to your game. You know, and again, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then getting into our defense a little bit. Again, same problem. Middle linebackers, Troy Reader. You ever heard of that guy? 
Yeah. Well, I heard about him last last yeah. uh, <laughs> last game very yeah. often. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then we have Ernest Joan, our sixth round rookie from this year. Um. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We have we have a pass rush, and we have Jalen Ramsey, who's obviously an elite shutdown corner, but you get a guy like Debo who can line up in every single position on that friggin' offense. And <laughs> what do you do? I mean, you know, it, it's tough to get a guy chasing one guy all over the field. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I have a question. So how, how, why do you think it is that Aaron Donald struggled so much against, against our offensive line, which to be honest, our offensive line is, Really not good. Like, uh, we have Trent Williams, yes. And we have Lakin Tomlinson. We have those two on the left side. And Alex Mack, he's, like you said about Whitworth, I think he's 36 this year. He's really supposed to be going downhill, but he's been an epiphany for us because we've had nothing but bad center play for the last, like, three years. So it's uh, – but on the right side of the line, you got Daniel Brunskill, who they got from the AAF, like, uh, and then you've got uh, Tom Compton, who is net. This is the first time he's ever played uh, tackle. Uh, he usually plays guard, and he's been a journeyman his whole career. Uh, he's never been anything but a backup. So well, it's because you run the ball. That's the thing. You guys negate what Donald does well. Yeah, you don't have to drop back and throw the ball forty times against us. Now, if we got if we shut your run down and we make Jimmy beat us and we can pin, pin our pin, pin our ears back, hang on, Pete. It's gonna be a long day for you, bud. Yeah. But you guys take that away from Donald. You guys take away what makes that defensive line go. What yeah. good are two edge rushers if you're throwing the ball 19 times? What good is the best interior pass rusher maybe ever if you're not throwing the ball? You know, Donald's game against the run is excellent, but he's the only guy on that line who's good against the run. Yeah. And that's the problem. You've got two pure pass rushers on the edge in Floyd and, and Miller. Yeah. And you've got, oh. we rotate through Gaines. Uh, Joseph Day has been hurt, although he was starting to come up and he got hurt. Gaines is a functional fill-in at best. You know, we rotate, and then we have Ashawn Robinson that we, that we rotate in there. And those are just guys, you know, yeah. and, and you negate what makes them great, you know. The Cardinals yeah. couldn't run the ball, and you saw what happened. I, I was, you know? I was shocked at how how bad. Well, I think that their scheme is way different. Like uh, it's, of course, uh, yeah. they try to run straight ahead at you a lot, yeah. and then they try to get their little guys to the edges, like right. uh, like on sweeps, like you were talking about. But I think by that time, but their running backs, they just kind of just run straight forward, and it's. Uh, I think that that's that's running right into. The heart, uh, like a, an Aaron, right at Aaron Donald. That's not the way. Like, uh, no, I think yeah. Kyle, Kyle has done a great job of of uh, moving Trent Williams around, sending him in motion, <laughs> like sending him in motion to get out on sweeps, and like it's and I, I don't know. Just just look at you. Just look up YouTube. Trent Williams uh, destroying people, and he he literally picks up defensive lineman and just tosses them to the side it's it's an incredible thing to watch but uh no yeah uh, for sure for sure but yeah like uh i it's just always it the running joke on 49er twitter is that daniel is that aaron donald is like daniel brunskill's like uh because ever since daniel brunskill has been starting 
Aaron Donald has had bad days. But and it's is it is, is he going up against Aaron Donald every time? No, because no. of how it's scheme. You guys, you guys run away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you run to him? It just doesn't make right, any yeah. sense. Like, uh, but, but yeah, I I feel like uh, we have the the key uh, to Kyle's offense is all the pre snap motion. They want to get your eyes going in twenty different directions, and then when the and then after the pre snap motion, then uh, post snap they've got a bunch of guys running in different directions. So like a lot, you'll watch the tape and you'll see a lot of guys just kind of looking around to see where the ball actually is. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I I don't, I don't understand how we don't have more holding penalties than we do (laughs) because usually when the ref can't see what's going on, they just call hold. They just assume (laughs) and they call hold. And that was what was happening to us in the beginning of the season. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, We've settled in. I think that the offensive line has done a lot better. Uh, it, they absolutely do not want to uh, to have Jimmy throw more than twenty to twenty five times in this game. Right. Uh, it's that's the key to every game for us uh, because I feel if he has to throw more than that, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day because he's gonna take five six sacks because uh, he won't throw the ball away. He never right. throws the ball away. So well, and like. Shanahan trusts his process. If you look at our last game, it was 17-0 Rams. Everything was going our way. I think Donald actually had a sack and a half in that game in the first half, which might have been the first time he's ever sat Garoppolo, which is insane when you think about the years this guy's put together, right? Yeah. I, I think he sacked Murray about nine times already. <laughs> Tyler Murray. So it's like, you know, you look at those I, I two quarterbacks, so I felt think so it would be the other way kid. around, right? Yeah. I felt so bad for that kid. He – uh, Kyler, uh, he just had the worst game of his life against you guys. Oof. Uh, but, but yeah. So, key defensive players for your team. Like, who do you think are the keys? Obviously, um, Aaron Donald. Other than the other than the obvious ones, like Aaron Donald. Uh, if you're able to play your game, honestly, I think we need to get better safety play. And I'm going to say that because of what Debo does and what Kittle does. You know, you guys eat up the middle of the field. You don't throw deep balls. You're not running a ton of nine routes. Like, this is not a team that's going to just do what the Rams do when they're on and just heave friggin' nine routes. You know, I mean, I mean, look at how we won that game on Sunday. You know, that's, that's Rams football. That's what they want to do. You guys don't do that. You tear up the middle of the field. So the safeties, Taylor Rapp's coming back, who's an utter liability in coverage, but he can play things in front of him. If you get behind him, it's over. The guy, the, the kid couldn't cover you if it's if you got past him. But um, and Fuller, you know, Jordan Fuller, these guys are gonna have to find a way to take away the middle of the field or at least minimize the mid, which is you know, the damn I don't think anybody can take it away, but now not with not with the kid on a Debo. Yeah, they're but gonna have to minimize their impact, you know. I mean, and and Kittle's funny too, because he'll disappear for two quarters against us. And then just all of a sudden, there he is on that 19-yard catch across the middle and that 20-yard catch across the middle. It's like, God, you know, you, <laughs> you just yeah. think that you've got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The, I mean, it's going to be yeah. tackling. Like, that's going to yeah. be the key. It's going to be tackling. Mm. And can your guys uh, – because Debo, one guy's not going to tackle him. No. Like, it's not going to happen. No. I don't yeah. care if it's Ramsey. Ramsey's yeah, not going to no, tackle him. No, I hear you. One-on-one either. So it's uh, – 
uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to come down to ta- it's going to come down to tackling for you guys on defense. I feel uh, for us, it's can we get those? Can we break some of those tackles? Because uh, it's just breaking a tackle and then getting those extra five yards. It just becomes demoralizing over a game, sure. and uh, that's and that I think that's the the key for us for the the key defensive players for us against you guys is every single one of those uh, no names on that defensive line. Like uh, nobody other than Nick Bosa and you might know who Eric Armstead is. Sure. I do. <laughs> well, who else, you know, on that, on that defensive line. Yeah. He was the guy you kept instead of Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's really the only reason why anybody knows who he is. And but he's quietly had four sacks in the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. And him, DJ yeah. Jones, listen for the name, DJ Jones. Uh, Samson Ebicom, you should know that name. Oh, yeah, I know that name. You guys, uh, so we took him. He struggled in the beginning, but but he has, uh, after week 10, he's been getting steady pressure and he's been getting sacks. He got a sack last game, too. And uh, uh, then uh, there's Jordan Willis, who was another cast off that we turned into somebody, Arden Key, who we got from the Raiders, another cast off that we did that they turned into somebody, uh, another. Uh, a key for the key for our defensive line, and nobody knows this guy's name either. The is the is our defensive line coach, uh, Chris Kasurik, is his name. Mm-hmm. He turns nobodies into and practice squad players into all of a sudden they're threats. Like Jordan Willis, we got off the scrap heap for like mi- the minimum from the Bengals. You know what? Yeah, you like know what though, man. He he was. He was because I actually know who that is, believe it or not. And he was actually quietly a six, seven sack guy a year for the Bengals. He was not elite, you yeah, know, but, but I mean, really like, yeah, but I mean, you know, they wound up getting, obviously they, they wound up getting Hubbard and they got the Hendrickson kid, you know, whatever we don't have to get into them. But yeah. so they found some players that kind of ran them off the team. But I mean, he wasn't a bad player. And like you said, you get in the right system, you find the right place to be. And, you know, and like you said, same with Arden Key. He was considered to be kind of a bust in in in, in Oakland slash Vegas, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, but again, it's, you know, it's the Raiders. You can't judge me too hard for that. Yeah, well, you can't blame them for being bad on a bad, badly coached and badly uh, yeah. ran franchise. Uh, but, yeah, I okay. think that's what the Niners have done well with is they, is they look for those types of players, to, uh, players that have the talent. They just need direction. And, like uh, – uh, they get a lot of practice squad guys that they just bring up, even on as uh, corners. I mean, we made Josh Norman a viable, <laughs> a viable uh, corner this season. Even I mean, he played terrible. Let's not get get it twisted. He played terrible, but I mean, they were still winning games with him. So it's I mean, it is what it is. But I, yeah, I think the key defensive players for the 49ers are all those no name guys on that defensive line. Uh, they have to get pressure. It's got to be the same amount of pressure that they got the last time that these teams played. And yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to be, it's going to, this game is going to be one in the trenches. Like every 49er game is one and lost. It's in the trenches. If you can block us or we uh, like, uh, and, uh, and then we can't block you, we're going to lose. Right. So, I mean, look, is. man, like it hasn't been a total wash. Some, some of our six losses, they've been really good games. We had the last one. What was it in 19, the year you guys went to the Super Bowl? 
Taylor Rapp blew that coverage on Emmanuel Sanders and Jimmy G just threw a friggin' eyes closed rainbow shot. We actually yeah. had you guys and they blew like yeah. a third 19 or something like that. Um, you know, it's been, there have been some good battles and then there's been some ones where the Rams just didn't show up at all, but yeah. you know, especially up, up and up in your place. I mean, the Rams have been horrific in that stadium for at least the last two trips. So, you know, but I mean, again, being at home crowd, notwithstanding, because that whole takeover thing has just got me rolling my eyes. I'm sorry it does. But <laughs> um, again, it's it's the NFL, dude. If you can win on the road, you can win at home, no matter who's in your stadium. The Rams, every time we play the Eagles, every time we play the Bears, it doesn't matter who it is, dude. It's 50-50. So this is not a new thing for the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. uh they said they're projecting. Uh, they're saying now on 49er Twitter that it may be it may be an even higher split for the 49ers fa- fan wise, like uh, at this game, because they said that uh, the ticket the the tic- people that sell the tickets are actually having problems filling the seat. But I mean, like, look at the price. Did you ever see? I was going to say, dude. I looked on StubHub. I looked on StubHub. I was thinking, man. You know, that'd be cool. I mean, I, I swear to God. I mean, who who are these people that are buying these things? Who's yeah. got nine, ten grand to go sit in a decent seat for a game? You yeah. know, I mean, I know it's LA and all, but you got to remember, like, these are not Green Bay fans. These are not Chief fans. This is this is this is yeah. a different city, man. If you're if you're trying to get three grand a pop for these things, you're gonna have an empty seat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like uh, and I mean. San Francisco is is uh, high is actually a higher cost of living than L.A. So, uh, oh, so how these people have the money to go and either fly or drive down and uh, stay out there and then and then buy a, a seat? I don't know. I, I'm just in the wrong business, I guess. Like, uh, but but uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, um, yeah. So, what's your prediction for the uh, the final score? Oh God. Oh, well, I'm not going to pick the 49ers to win just because I simply won't do it. They can't, it can't come out of my mouth. So I'll go, I'll go 2017 us. Okay. How many, you uh, uh, honest, honestly, like, and I said this, uh, in, uh, I was talking in one of the Twitter spaces the other day. Like you're gonna be upset, but like I, I'm calling 27-14 Niners. Like uh, I think that this game is, uh, I think for one that that Shanny, I at first I didn't put stock into McVeigh's uh, the whole McVeigh is uh, like Shanny lives in McVeigh's head rent free stuff, but I think it's an actual thing at this point, and I think that the our team, even though we had a terrible offensive performance against green bay i feel like the the skill players for us are run are hitting on all cylinders right now defense hitting on all cylinders like we have hardly any injuries there's nobody's going to miss this game and it's just i just i just think i just have this feeling that uh that they're going to put a stamp on this on this season and get back to the super bowl i just get that feeling from this team for us to have a uh, a special teams performance like we did when we had one of the most terrible special teams in the league and for that to win us the game in green bay 
I just feel like this team is a team of destiny. And it's, uh, I don't, I'm not, it's not that I don't call that score because I'm overconfident. I call that score because I feel, I just feel the momentum. And uh, so that, that, that's, that's what I see. Will it happen? Who knows? I'm just, you know, a, I'm just a podcast guy. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't have an argument for you. Like, again, I just, I mean, I, I, do I feel like we're the dog in this? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I really do. Not because, not because I feel like you're better because I feel like you guys know how to game plan McVay teams, period. I mean, you know, you guys barely, you guys had to win again to make the playoffs. A lot of teams beat you this year. So it's not like you came in here, you know, 15 and two, you know, uh, you know, and you guys were, you know, the royalty of the NFL coming in. You guys, you're kind of doing that Giants thing, what they did to the, to the Patriots there. What was that? In 08, 07, 08, where you just had to like eke your way in and then you just got hot. And yeah. it's just that same kind of feeling that you guys have going right now. I'm just hoping to shut you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the, yeah. So what do you think is going to happen in the, what's your prediction for the AFC championship? Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Uh, I, that, that Buffalo KC game just, it, it, it upset me so much for, for a game that I shouldn't even have cared about. Like, I wanted Buffalo to win that game so bad, dude. Like, I felt a little bit invested in it, honestly. Like, to see the way that game went back and forth. And then again, I think we got a great case for if a game goes to the overtime, to overtime in the playoffs, we need to go to college rules. They can do what yeah. they're doing in the regular season, but that was nuts. I mean, to, to, to have a coin flip, both, both defenses were done. Both defenses were gassed. You knew whoever won that coin flip was going to win that game. And it came down to friggin' flipping silver. And that, and that was all that that was. Yeah. But in the end, uh, as much as I love the Bengals story and as much as I, I'm, I'm a Zach Taylor homer because he's a Nebraska kid. Yeah, of course. Um, and he's from the Rams, right? Didn't he play – or didn't he coach under McVay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a McVay guy too. Um, well, yeah, quarterback coach. Um, I – it's hard to see them going into KC in January and winning that game. I, I mean, I think they might make them sweat, but – just because they're a really kind of unique little meat and potatoes team. But in the end, in KC, late January, four straight championship game for the, for the, for KC. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine. I'll go 31. I'll go 31, 21 KC. Although yeah. I'm really hoping to God that, 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 that flips. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I'll tell you this, like uh, I, I would love to see the Bengals because we already beat them once this season. So I would love to see the Bengals win this. And I I will say I have all the faith in the world in Joe Burrow being that guy going forward for that team. If they build ever build an offensive line around him, it oh. is it is over for that whole division for a long time. Uh, but who wouldn't kill this, for those receivers? Who wouldn't kill for that receiving core? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, Jamar Chase. <laughs> And, and I'm a, I am a, uh, like, a, and you're going to see some of it in the off season, like, uh, like after the, after the Niner season is over, whenever that is, like I start doing uh draft, I start getting ready for the draft. And, uh, I sat there and I listened to a lot of guys say that Jamar Chase was going to be, uh, wasn't going to be that good in the league because he couldn't get separation in college. And, uh, and I sat there and listened to him. So I was like, I was like, and I, and I went along with him watching the tape because i mean literally the guy would just catch balls over guys and he wouldn't uh he would no separation whatsoever 
And and don't forget so, that he took off. He sat for a year too. Yeah, yeah, but but he still went like what top ten? I, he went top ten, right? Like, uh, I think he went yeah. top ten. But yeah, yeah, it, it was just uh, I just thought that the guy was gonna be. Uh, I thought that he was gonna be somehow a disappointment. I was gonna get to say say I told you so, <laughs> and like, uh, and that was gonna be a wrap. But that guy, whoo, like uh, I Ooh. I just. I, you got him, and then you got Higgins, and then you've got uh, the other guy. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but uh, but I mean, yeah, those Boyd. three. Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. Like, I mean, they're just who do you got? Who do you who do you cover? And uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's Mahomes, <laughs> and like you just cannot count that guy out. Not only for the reason why he that he's supremely talented, but also for the reason that. He knows how to work the refs, if that makes sense. He, you'll see him with his little baby steps on his on his uh, scrambles, and he knows exactly when to go down just so the guy can graze him and get a flag. Or he just waits. He he uh, tiptoes the sideline, and then as soon as the guy the defender's about to hit him, he steps out so he can get the flag. He is a master at that, and. Uh, I, I'm waiting for somebody to just. Uh, I'm waiting for the the league to figure out a way to, to to curb that whole thing. But I just think Mahomes is just with that and the the talent. He's just. Yeah. Uh, I just can't see anybody beating it. Beating it's him. Hard. Like uh, that. That's what I was saying. Is, is as much as I would love to, to to think that it could happen, the best chance for it to happen was was last Sunday. And you know the Bills. The Bills went blow for blow and again it's very hard to see a new team an up-and-coming team and they're you know making the making their first run coming out of nowhere pulling this off but hey who knows you know maybe they're on a crazy you know 99 rams trajectory who knows man i mean uh, it's yeah. it's hard to say but it's but it's, my score is going to be a little different like uh, i got my score is is actually going to be 45 41 i think it's going to be a just a shootout uh, I think I think that because the Kansas City defense, uh, their defensive line specifically has struggled. And even though that's not going to do anything for uh, for the Bengals offensive line, they're just terrible. But it'll give Burrow just enough time. I mean, I just don't think that uh, Kansas City's defense can guard these receivers at all. Right. And they and people forget about their running game. Uh, they have Joe they Mixon's have a good, good dude. Yeah, Joe like uh, they have a good running yeah. back that can break one. So I just think that I think it's going to be uh, whoever has the ball last, and, and like that's that's who's going to go ahead and win it. Uh, but don't count out Joe Burrow. But I just, I mean, I'm never going to vote again, or I'm never going to bet against uh, Mahomes unless he goes against the Niners again. And then because I, I think the D'Amico's got his number. Oh, here <laughs> so. we go. Here we go. <laughs> but hey. You know that you know that if you guys played the Bengals, it'd be the third time you play them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Every trip yeah. the Bengals have been, if that happened, would have been against the Niners. So it's poetic. It's poetic. I don't like it. I don't he, like it at all. Needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, thank thank you for being on, man. I really Thanks appreciate for it. Me. And hopefully, and I said, just thank everybody for listening. Hopefully, the the this is the first of many episodes of the Odd Couple Podcast. If you like the content, please let us know how we did in the comments. Like and subscribe. 
uh, it's actually on my Niner Fanatic, uh, my Niner Fanatic uh, YouTube channel. So uh, go there to check it out, and we're gonna we're gonna. I, I would love to have you on for uh, for the after for the after game. Regardless, I would. I know. I just post you throw breaking all your furniture. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'd love to have you back on right like right after the yeah. right after the game. But we'll see what happens. Uh, at the very least, we're going to be on again soon. So, but thank thank you for coming. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Huh? We'll right, see you guys brother. soon. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.